Hello, Grow Point Devout Church. Blessed Sunday and welcome everyone to our online worship service. And I know we're still living in these difficult times. And I just want to say this, say Nuha, that you don't have to go through this time alone. Please connect with us and allow us to pray for you. So why not uh, click the prayer request button if nakakaroon sa church online or sa comment section below if you are watching on Facebook. Just punch in your prayer request and we love to pray for you. And also, we encourage you to connect with us through our virtual small groups. You know, be part of our um, online community so that nai people or someone who can be alongside with you in this difficult times. All right. So today, we are now in the middle of our series called Encounters. And in this series, we are actually looking at the encounter that Jesus had with his disciples after his resurrection that brought change sa ilahang mga And I'm hoping that we will have a fresh encounter as well with the recent Christ Sakininga series. And today... We will talk about the life of Peter and how his encounter with the resurrected Christ brought, brought restoration saying life, that he was reconciled back to Jesus and given a purpose to live with. Now, for those of you who are sports fans, um, I think you remember what happened in 2018 NBA Finals between Cavaliers and Warriors in Game 1, right? Where, you know, LeBron James scored like 51 points and he's like the sixth time in NBA history that scored over 50 points in NBA finals. Like it's historically epic. But what actually happens uh, last minute's game was an epic fail. Let me show it to you. Eight seconds remaining. James pass inside on a foul call on Tristan Thompson. He held George Hill. It's Clay Thompson. Actually, what? you're right. Grabbed the Clay arm Thompson. of George Hill. Thompson picks up his third. George Hill. Big free throws here. 4.7 remaining. So, George Hill was fouled. Two free, free throws. First free throw, yes. Tying game. Second free throw, he missed it. You know, he failed. Chance known that to para mudaog sila. And you know what? George Hill um, said to the media that he actually spent the, the entire next night watching the replay of him missing the second free throw. Rewind, rewind, rewind. And I think when you fail in big moments, it just takes the life out of you, right? But actually, all was not lost. Because J.R. Smith, another Cavalier, jumped up and nakuha niyang bula and there's still like four seconds left. And LeBron James was like standing right outside the three-point field goal. So J.R. Smith passed the ball to LeBron James and LeBron James attempted to do a three-point shot. And bang! They won the game. What an exciting game, right? It's just a great story, except it didn't happen that way. If you really watch the game, here's actually what happened. Hill misses. Rebound goes to the Cavs. J.R. Smith brings it back out. Throws it to Hill. Hill shot blocked. And we'll go to overtime. You get the feeling J.R. Smith thought they had the lead. He didn't know the score. I think... And that's what really happens, uh, game. 
Now and there's still a chance to win if Smith could have passed it immediately. But, you know, J.R. Smith thinking that they were on the lead missed it. And that's an ep- epic fail, right? I mean, when you fail like that, that's just hard to accept. And sometimes you just want to walk away. It makes you feel miserable in life, you know? You feel like you've let everyone down. And I think even certain personal lives when we fail, you feel like you've done everything wrong and you start to believe that you're not good enough, you know? Not a good enough mom or wife or husband, a friend, or not a good enough boss. You feel that way when you fail. And you say, I know that God calls me to be a good leader or as a husband, second wife, but I failed. As a wife, I need to be a support or run among panimbalay with grace, but I failed. I know that God calls me to be a patient mom sa akong anak, but I just can't help it but throw out some hurtful words or nabunalan ni mo out of anger or irritation. Perhaps nagkumit mo sa imuhang partner nga walay sex before marriage, but somehow you've crossed the line and failed. Or you want to know Jesus more. You want to grow in your relationship by knowing Jesus, you know, through reading the Bible and prayer. But you you failed having devotional time with Him. Or you failed to give your best at work or to be a loyal friend sa mga friends. And the weight of failure can be heavy. It can be depressing and fa- painful. And and if how to handle that and move on, Instead of bouncing back, we are spiraling down and delete na natum handle ang pain. We end up ending our lives. You know, I heard stories nga anang a story nga I people waka move on silang failures and there's like shame and and guilt attached to it. And the only solution they find is magpakamatay na lang. And I hope delete na muabut sa imuha. But the ache of failure is just painful. And you wish that you could could press a button or a reset button in some situations among life to start all over again. And you say, I wish wala ni nako na ingon where I could have done this or that. I wish I could um nabuhat differently. And you wish you could change something in the past that is affecting you now. But life just keep on moving and we get stuck because of our past failures. And you cannot really move on in pursuing what God has called you to be because your past failures keep on haunting you. Are you in that situation now? Well, if nakaan ang situation, this message is for you today. If you are in that situation, if you are seeking for an answer on how um you how can you move on from your past failures and believe that God still loves you and more than able to use you? You are in the right place now. And to look for the answer, we will be looking at the life of Peter in the book of John. It's actually the last chapter of the book, chapter 21. And I hope that this sermon gives hope and encouragement to everyone. If you're listening now to you who knows what it is like to experience failure. And let me set the stage first. Peter was one of the 12 apostles of Jesus. He was like the fisherman and left everything for the sake of following Jesus. He was committed and devoted um, follower of Jesus, but 
Peter, more than any of the others, hurt Jesus by what he did as well. You know the story, right? During sa pag-arrest kay Jesus, all disciples ran away and left him, including Peter. But only Peter denied him. Although he was um, warned by Jesus, but he still did it. Not just once, but three times. He denied knowing Jesus. We see that in Luke 22, 54-62. It says here, Then they seized him, Jesus, and led him away, bringing him into the high priest's house, and Peter was following at a distance. And when they had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat down among them. Then a servant girl, seeing him as he sat down, sat in the light and looking closely at him, said, This man also was with him. But he denied it, saying, Woman, I do not know him. And a little later, someone else saw him and said, You, you also are one of them. But Peter said, Man, I am not. And after an interval of about an hour, still another insisted, saying, Certainly, this man also was with him, for he too is a Galilean. But Peter said, Man, I do not know what you are talking about. And immediately, while he was still speaking, the roaster crowed, and the Lord turned and looked at Peter. And Peter remembered the saying of the Lord, how he had said to him, Before the roaster crows today, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. I, I can't really imagine Peter's overwhelming emotion at this time, you know. Um, he betrayed his own master who loved him so much. Ningun pa siya. Um, if ma-remember ninyo sa story ni Peter prior aning event, mingun siya kay Jesus na diligid niya biyaan si Jesus. Okay? Um, diligid niya i, um, he's, and he's even willing to die for him but now he failed big time. Murag gikaon niya tanan iyang gipanol, di ba? Wala, wala record sa Bible how he went through those days, but they must have been agonizing days for Peter. Imagine how Peter felt in those times, you know? He maybe felt weak, guilty. He must have felt so bad sa young failures. And now, this account of John, let's go back in sa atong main passage in chapter 21. Um, kaning atong istadihan karon. It, this is actually a very important chapter because it gives us a link between P- Peter's failure and how he became one of the chief leaders in the early church, as we can see in the book of Acts. So this chapter is very important. Now, while ako certain points, Annie, but please allow, uh, just follow along with me the story. All right? So let's dive in. In John 21, 1-3, afterward, Jesus appeared appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, also known as Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them. Now, if you look at the text, he actually didn't invite the other, uh, other disciples, but they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Now, Imagine what's going on here. Um, Peter failed as a disciple. And um, now he failed to catch a fish together with the other disciples. 
And I think Peter must have felt awful all over again. Okay, Muragidimala siya. Nothing good is coming his way. How much worse can it get, right? But in the midst of their failures, Jesus came. Verses 4 to 14. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. I think it was dark. Um, that could be the factor. And Jesus is quite far from them as well. He called out to them, Friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, Throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. When they did, they were unable to hold um, the net in, in because of the large number of fish. Then the disciple, um, whom Jesus loved, said to Peter, It is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him, It is the Lord. He wrapped his outer garment around him for he had taken it off and jumped into the water the other disciples followed in the boat towing the net full of fish for they were not far from shore about a hundred yards now let's pause here peter's response here is very amazing okay when he heard john the beloved that you know it was jesus mingun si john that it is the lord on say reaction in Peter. Peter wrapped himself with his garment and jumped into the water. Again, remember, Peter made a big failure, failure, right? We might expect that Peter kay muhaid siya, maulo siya sa kay Jesus, muadto kay Jesus na maguna-una siya, okay? But he did the opposite, right? This is actually not the first time also. If you remember in the first episode of our series, when Mary um, told them na ang tomb was, was empty, kinsay nagdali-dali at toog tomb. It was Peter and John, right? Instead of staying sa yang failure, he didn't let anything get in the way. Not even his failure. That's amazing, right? He didn't let anything get in the way of having his relationship with Jesus restored. But I think what we usually do when we let God, uh, when we've you know let God down, is we hide, right? We keep our distance. We let shame hold us back because we think dili nata the wadon sa kay failure kayo ta. We keep our distance sa and dili lang sa We also distance ourselves at mga brothers and sisters. You say maulo naman kumuad to church oy or mus join sa small group kay I'm a failure and feeling nako nga mga huli kaayo ni sila. So instead of dealing your failures with the help sa mga brothers and sisters, you try to settle it on your own. And no wonder that sometimes we find ourselves hopeless and because of the overwhelming situation. But Peter showed us what to do when we've failed God big time. <laughs> and let me tell you this. God is not looking for people who never fail, but he always welcomes uh, people who hurry to be restored when they fail. That's very important. It is impossible to live a life, of course, without failure in this broken world and knowing that we too are broken, right? We fail sooner or later, and if you're just honest, sometimes we fail over and over, and we all fail at some point, but Jesus is never surprised by that, and he always welcomes you when you come to him. That's what we can see in the story ni Peter. Peter went to Jesus hoping to settle their unfinished uh, business and hoping to be restored back to Jesus, young relationship with Jesus. And amazingly, Jesus was there waiting for him and 
corrects the other disciples as well, but not with harsh words of criticism, but with comforting breakfast. Let's look at this story, okay? Let's continue the story. When they landed, they saw a fire burning coals there with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish you have just caught. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, 153. Now, what jud ko kabalo, why 153? I don't, I don't know the meaning of this, but I, I don't know. But for sure, somebody counted the fish. But if kabalo ka sa significance, ani, kaning 153. Nako, <laughs> what theological explanation, ani? But even with so many uh, net or Okay, but even with so many, the net was not torn. In verse 12, Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. Now, that's amazing, right? I love this scene. Wouldn't you love Jesus cooking for you? <laughs> the God of the universe cooking breakfast for you, right? The God of the universe cooking breakfast for them. None of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. Now, this is a very remarkable moment because Jesus Christ, the Redeemer of the world, has cooked breakfast and served them. <laughs> and But I believe this is very significant because the sharing of meal in the Eastern culture of Jesus' day meant that friendship was being offered. Even in our culture right now, right? Eating with someone implies sharing not just food but something deeper, diba? It it confirms uh, the sense of belonging or or being part of the community, and one of the ways we communicate to people, you know, welcome kaayo sila is kanang by sharing meal to them. Now, kana kung daghay pagkaon pero if gamay na lang ang pagkaon, mayon na lang kaoy. Just kidding. I know generous kayo mo, hospitable kayo mo. And and sharing a meal is just an avenue to, to share your thoughts and emotions, right? And experiences to build relationships with your families, friends, and even uh, business relations. And sharing a meal is one of, of the primary ways um building a relationship or establish and deepen a relationship. And that's what we learn from the Bible. And this is actually Jesus' mission strategy. You know, Tim Chester in his book, A Meal with Jesus, said this in his observation in the book of Luke. Now, ako nanigin on last Sunday, but let me just say it again and add something to it. In Luke's gospel, Jesus is either going to a meal, at a meal, or coming from a meal. And he added, the Jews of Jesus' day would have said, the Son of Man will come to vindicate the righteous and defeat God's enemies. They didn't expect him to come to seek and save the lost. And they would have said, the Son of Man will come in glory and power. They would never have said he would come eating and drinking. The reference on is in Luke 7.34. Jesus spent his time eating and drinking. His mission strategy was a long meal stretching into the evening. He did evangelism and discipleship around, around a table with some grilled fish, a loaf of bread, and a pitcher of wine. 
amazing guy is Jesus. No, he lo- he really loves to party. He likes to eat and drink with his disciples and with the people. You know, sharing a meal is Jesus' strategy for evangelism and discipleship. And take note, Jesus uh, Jesus shared meals with all sorts of people. You know, many of the meals that Jesus um is recorded eating the gospel involves sinners, tax collectors, prostitutes and the disease and the outcast around him and it gave him it gave him the opportunity to enter the lives of the people with whom he was eating and at the same time this is also his gesture of welcoming people even sinners and the outcasts of society that's amazing but the, that's why ang mga Pharisees when Jesus ate with sinners, irritate kayo sila because how come this man who claims to be God, a holy man, is associating himself and welcoming sinners? We see that in Luke 15, 1-2. It says, Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. You know, the self-righteous Jews couldn't believe that he was extending grace to them. Because if in, in their culture, um, sharing a meal means offering friendship, they couldn't really believe that Jesus was offering friendship with the sinners. He, his, his arms are open wide sa ilaha. What Why this kind of people ang ganahan kauban ni Jesus? Now, let's get, go back to the story nato. Jesus said to them when they arrived, come and have breakfast. That that actually communicates something, Selah. That means that Jesus was offering friendship and welcoming them. But here's the thing. To eat a meal with your friends and families or someone na okay kayo in relationship, ah, wala na problema, right? Okay ra kayo na. But to eat a meal with someone or somebody who has done you wrong, oh, that's a different story, right? Like Peter, who denied him and the rest of the disciples who run away from him when he was arrested, that's really a different story. And I believe what Jesus is doing here when he said, come and have breakfast, is actually a gesture of forgiveness. Jesus is saying, yes, you failed, Peter. Yet I'm willing to reconcile, Zemoa. You run away from me, but I want to pursue you. You are unfaithful, friend, but I'm a faithful friend to you. You didn't keep your promise, but I'm the God who keeps promises. And you know what, church? Um, if you examine Jesus' appearances, say among disciples after the resurrection. Naata makita nga pattern that all the disciples were in despair, some are in doubt, so discouraged, some some are running away from Jesus, but Jesus pursued them. Jesus came after them. Jesus calls them, he reveals himself to them in the middle of their despair, discouragement, and doubt. And what we see now in this story, in the life of Peter, even in the midst of failure, Jesus came after them. He calls them. He made breakfast for them. He initiated. And I hope you will sense his presence even amid failure and hear his voice calling to you now to come to him. And hear me. 
whatever the mess or failure you are in, and no matter how much pain that, that comes with it, His grace is greater than your pain. His love is greater than your failures. And if you are in Christ, listen to me. Nothing can stop Jesus from loving you, not even your failures. And you have to believe that. And maybe your mistakes feel too big or the mess could feeling ni modili na mafix or perhaps it just feels better to run from God rather than running to Him. Hey, Jesus is offering you a meal right now. If you failed because of your poor decisions and actions, what you need to do is just to run to Jesus because the Bible says that He is faithful and just to forgive your sins. You don't have to wallow among guilt and stay there among failures. You don't have to rehearse every day. I failure But remember God's love for you and for the forgiveness offer But if you are just honest, sometimes, if not most of the of the time, dili ni mao ginabuhat. Instead of receiving forgiveness and love sa Ginoo, ma-fail na ganita, i-punish dai nato atong kaugalingon, di ba? Mao na atong ginabuhat. Um, maglugmok ta dai ta always sa room, di na dai ta mukaon, we feel like we've let people down and as a form of punishment, dili na ta mo associate sa mga tao dayon, di na ta mangsin sa mga chat. And you feel like you deserve nga mag-isolate lang because you feel like wala ka nang mukhang iharap. <laughs> Mag-meet time na dahil ka, okay lang man ang meet time. Makasabot ragin mi ana or makasabot ako ana. Pero usahay po, masubraan na po that you totally cut off people sa imong life. And that's not healthy. And we think mauni ang solusyon. But here's the thing, self-punishment will never correct the problem but accepting the love and forgiveness of God by faith in Christ will church God is always willing to forgive you and by punishing and condemning yourself whenever in a fail ka you're actually saying that God's grace and pardon for my past present and even future is not enough so you may have failed big time but instead of rehearsing among failures every day why not try rehearsing God's love and forgiveness so that you can move on from that failure? Now, the story didn't end with Jesus offering reconciliation to Peter that restored Peter's relationship with Jesus. But in the next verses, makita nato dere, or it will show us um, Jesus commissioning Peter, you know, giving him a purpose that changed his life and the life of the church in verse 15 to 17 when they had finished eating jesus said to simon peter simon son of john do you love me more than these yes lord he said you know that i love you jesus said feed my lambs again jesus said simon son of john do you love me he answered yes lord you know that i love you jesus said take care of my sheep the third time he said to him simon son of john do you love me Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, Do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, Feed my sheep. Now, why would Jesus ask his questions three times? Now, according to some scholars, or most of the scholars, um, agreed na 
the three questions might relate to the three denials. You know, Peter denied Jesus three times, and Jesus has made Peter declare his loyalty, declare his love for Jesus three times. But I want to focus on Jesus' response whenever Peter says, Yes, you know that I love you, Lord. When saying to Jesus, Feed my lambs, take care of my sheep, and feed my sheep, right? He was saying to Peter that this is what I want you to be from this moment forward, Peter, to be the shepherd of my flocks. And this is really unexpected, right? Because if you're a situation, you might expect a conversation where Jesus expressed young personal hurt and feelings of betrayal because of actions ni Peter. But instead of adding to Peter's emotional failure, Jesus once again reached out with grace and mercy, sayaha, commissioning Peter for his mission ahead or for his purpose. From this moment forward, gonna meet me as Jesus. That's amazing, right? You know, Jesus never said that, you know what, Peter, I love you, buddy, but I can really never use you again in the ministry because you're a failure. Look at what you've done. You have a character flaw, Jude. You can never be trusted. You can never be used again. Now, if Jesus said that, I'm sure they would understand, right? But what we see here is so different. Yes, Peter failed. Mingo suggests, yes, Peter, you failed me, but I forgive you. And I'm going to entrust you with the most important thing, to feed and tend my sheep. From this moment forward, Peter, this will be your reason for your existence. And this was really a huge um, commission to Jesus because Jesus, the good shepherd who cares for the sheep, now entrusting this responsibility to Peter as his under-shepherd. He's commissioning Peter to protect, to lead, to nourish, to watch over, to nurture God's people despite the fact that ni Peter sayaha. What an encouragement to Peter, right? And it changes everything sa life ni Peter. And if you read the book of Acts, Peter was um, one of the chief leaders of the church and God used his pastoral ministry to impact so many lives sa gospel. The resurrected Christ um, has given him a purpose to live with for the rest sayahang life. And that's really amazing. Now, I cannot really imagine how Peter lived his life if Jesus was not alive. Maybe his life was full of regrets and disappointment, sayang self, and maybe he felt weak, inadequate, and, and useless. Cannot be used anymore. But when Jesus resurrected and restored him, he can start his life all over again. That's amazing. Not dwelling on his past failures, but moving on to what Jesus has called him to be. And yes, you failed. And if ka, that there's no way God would restore me or do anything with me, remember the story of Peter. You can start all over again once you fail. We must we must never think that si Christ is done with us or done na sa atong kinabuhi after we failed him. Jesus can forgive your past failures and he can offer you the opportunity to follow him once again if you just come to him. And that's what we can see in this story. And here's my big idea. No matter how much you may have failed, Jesus is more than willing to restore and enable you to who he has called you to be for his glory. You know what, church? God is in the business of using people who have failed. Now, please don't get me wrong, okay? 
wala ko nag-encourage diri nga kinahanglan pa ka ma-fail aron gamiton ka sa Ginoo. No. Of course, atong mga poor choices has consequences and it might leave some scars ato ang kinabuhi and I don't want you to experience that as much as possible. And I'm not giving you a license to sin or make poor decisions in life because grace does not only save us but it empowers us to live a fruitful life. But I believe that when we do fail, it might happen sooner or later, we need to understand that God can still use you. And he even used, uh, used those people whom we can see as great men of faith sa Bible nga naka-experience po sila of failure silang kinabuhay. Like for example, Noah. Noah got drunk and exposed himself. Moses murders an Egyptian and flees for his life. Abraham lied twice about his wife being his sister. And Isaac did the same. Jacob deceived his father and cheated his brother out of the birthright. David sinned with Bathsheba and had her husband murdered. The disciples all abandoned Jesus at his crucifixion. And then, here's Peter. Deny Jesus, yet God used this kind of people. Peter failed, yet God forgave and used him. So we all have different stories at failures. And I think some of us um, miss up a little and some of us big time good. And whether we, we feel we have let ourselves down or God down, the reality is, is that God can still use you no matter what if you just run to him. And yes, we can never be like Peter who has been entrusted with this big responsibility in Jesus um, and who became the chief apostle and the foundation of the church for God's glory. We can never be like him, but I believe God has a reason why you exist here on earth. I believe that God has entrusted you something in your life that has the potential to bring glory sayahang name. He has given you relationships. He has given you a wife, you know, to lead. He has given you a friend or or a child or children to raise. He has given you employees to lead and take care in and a job to steward to. And maybe you're called to reach out mga students as well or young professionals or married couples or has given you the gifts that makes you effective in so business industry or music or education. I don't know. Just try and explore. But what if you fail? What if you fail? Well, remember that God isn't done with you. While you are still breathing, napakay chance to go forward no matter what happens. You know, just press the reset button by running to Jesus. Ask for his forgiveness when you fail because or because you mess up at some point in my life. And just move forward with his sufficient grace and power to fulfill what he has called you to be. And that's possible applications, Ani, but let me just share to you um, Duhaka principles. First, your failure doesn't def- define you. It's about identity. Hear me. Your past failure doesn't define who you are or what the rest of your life will look like. You know, there may be some consequences for some of our poor choices, but your identity is in Christ now if you're in Christ. Not in any event or any words you said in the past. And understand this, a failure is just an event, not your identity. 
Okay? A failure doesn't mean that you are a permanent loser, you're worthless, you don't have potential. No, but it's just an, in, an event where you can learn and grow more. Michael Jordan has a very inspiring story and he failed a lot, yet he didn't let failure get in his way to accomplish Ihang's dream. And he said this, I've missed more than 9,000 shots. I've lost almost 300 games. I've failed over and over again in my life. And that is why I succeeded. And if Iapanangi let ang failure to define him, he couldn't be the greatest basketball player of all time, right? So this this is my encouragement for you and my application for akong uh, challenge this week. Don't let your failure define you. It's just an event where you can learn and grow to become the person that God wants you to be. So hear me. It's okay to say that I fa- I failed and learn from it. That's okay. To acknowledge that. But it's not okay to say that I'm not, I'm a failure. That's not okay. That's different. The moment you say that I'm a failure, you're actually talking about your identity. But that's not your identity anymore when you are in Christ because the gospel tells us that even though we fail and cannot you know, meet God's standards to save ourselves, He still ch- chose us and paid the ultimate sacrifice for us. The gospel says that you are deeply flawed, but you are defined deeply loved as well. You may feel insignificant, but you are infinitely valuable in Jesus. And you may feel useless, but remember this, that God uses broken people to do extraordinary things by His Spirit that is also in you if you are a Christian. So always go back to your identity in Jesus. And I want you to say this like right now. I want you to say this to yourself. I may fail, but I'm not a failure. One more time. I may fail, but I'm not a failure. A failure is just an an event to learn from, not your identity to dwell to. Okay? Next, second application. Fail around people who will catch you. That's a, It's about community. Feeling alone uh, is miserable, right? Ecclesiastes uh, 4.10. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them. Kaluoy. So, sa kataong walay mutabang, di ba? If siya, siya lang. It's important to have a group of people supporting you, you know, reminding you that failure isn't the final word sa imuhang ginabuhi. Whether it comes from your family or friends or church community, we all need people who can catch us before we hit the rock bottom. And in my small group, we are actually trying our best to be open with one another. And I hear many stories of failures, honestly. We are imperfect people in the group and some fail big time. And what I like about the community is when you hear stories, it reminds you that you are not alone. (laughs) That failure is actually normal. People experience it. We all fail. And um, as I hear stories about people nga na fail sila yet they didn't give up and nga nagapadayan yaman sila, that really encouraged me a lot. That really encourages me a lot to continue as well. And also, the community can also provide you wise counsel. Basin di ay kanang imuhang ginatry karon nga o sa kabutang. Grabe mong pagpaningkamot, Ana, but na fail ka, kay dili di ay para diha sa area of giftedness and the community can somehow help you and guide you asaka mas effective 
to discover kung sa ang tawag sa ginoo sa imuhan. So, my encouragement for you this week, why not try do- joining the community of Jesus and see how it can make a difference sa imuhang kinabuhi. So, when you fail at something, take heart. You're not alone. And surround yourselves with friends and family who will support you, guide you, and encourage you. So two things I want you to remember when you failed in fulfilling His purpose. Moha first, remember your identity. And next, surround yourself with people. Okay, so if you're not a Christian, um, let me just ask you, are you a sinner? Or do you admit that you're a sinner? One who is far from God and struggling to believe that the Lord could could accept or eat with you. Because when you truly look within yourself, all you see is just failure. You you try to live your life with God's standards because you think you have to do this and that. But you still feel and think for you to be accepted by God. Hey, if you think you are not fit to eat with Jesus because you are a sinner, that's that's what actually Jesus did sa yahang earthly ministry. He ate with sinners and he welcomed sinners and he can welcome sinners like you and me as well. No matter how much of a failure you think you are, look at the life of Peter and see how God's amazing grace and mercy is greater than your failures and sins. And I believe Jesus is inviting you you now and is ready to fill you with his forgiveness and love and empower you to be the person that he created you to be. So if you want to respond to Jesus' invitation, all you need to do is trust Jesus and what he has done for you, making him the Lord, the personal Savior and Lord. So I encourage you, if you are ready to accept Him as your personal Lord and Savior, I encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I admit that I am a sinner and nothing that I do can make me worthy to come to you. I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my life. I want to trust and follow you as my Savior and Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for responding to His invitation for you and welcome to the family of Jesus. Now, we encourage you to be part of the community of Jesus by uh, joining small groups as well. Now, para mag-help sa muha to grow in knowing Him more. So, next week, we will be studying the empowering presence of the Holy Spirit that Jesus has given His disciples to fulfill His uh, what He has commissioned to them. So, I hope na dili na ninyo miss and hoping to see you next, next week. You are loved and let me end this in prayer. Lord, Forgive us if we sometimes allow failures to stop us from doing what you have called us to do. But it's just freeing to know that if we are in Christ, our identity is wala na based among performance, but it is based sa imuhang gibuhat para kanamo. That even if we fail, we can still find hope and strength in you. I pray to those people who are listening now, and maybe some of them are on the verge of giving up. Lord, I pray that you speak to their hearts right now. 
I pray that they may find grace and power in you to get back from their failures and continue to do what you have called them to be by the power of your Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.